Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So there's an episode of Justified called Over the Mountain. I think it's season five, episode four. And two thirds of the way through that episode, there's a really interesting scene. It's incredibly short, 70, 70 seconds, something like that. And it's between two very minor characters, guest characters in that episode, really. Two prison guards. One of them, the man, is we start on him smoking. He's outside the prison. Earlier on in the episode, he's tried to assault one of our um, regular characters who's who's um, in prison, obviously, obviously. And the assault has been more or less sort of interrupted by this second uh, prison officer who's a, who's a woman. And it, so in this short scene, we start with this guy smoking outside the prison and the woman turns up to bum a cigarette off him effectively. And they're talking about how horrible the job is. I mean, it's just, this is just a sort of a sketched relationship, right? Because we're talking about a very short scene here. And about 30 seconds into the scene, the woman starts beating him. She beats him because the woman that he assaulted earlier on in the, in the episode is protected. And it's a really good example, this scene, of something that I first learned when I read Robert McKee's story book, which is the one that I bought back in 2002, I think. I've, um, I've talked about it before. It's where the scene turns. So we think it's going to be one thing and it turns into something else. And of course, because we are sophisticated story animals, all of us, and because we understand the rules of drama, we, we kind of expect something to happen. But it's really interesting. It's a bit like the first ever scene in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm talking about the, um, the TV show, not, not the movie. But in the first scene of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, two teenagers are breaking into a school. I think it's a school. And we get the sense very early on that the, there's, it's a boy and a girl, that the boy is up to, to no good. He has, let's just say he has a nefarious kind of motive and the girl is a bit naive and what have you. And then before the credits, before the titles roll for the first episode, the girl has turned into a vampire and attacked the boy and essentially killed the boy. And that's, again, it's the same thing. It's what we call it, you know, in story, a turn. It's how we, how we make the scene dramatic because we, the audience, think it's one thing and it turns out to be another thing. And in Justified, there's something else going on. It, you know, because when, when the woman says, the woman officer, she's just threatening to put out the cigarette that she just got off this guy on his eyeball. And when she says... The woman you've attacked is protected, you arsehole, or something like that. Our brain is doing this thing. It's, it's telling the story. It's, we become part of the storytellers because what we, we think is, oh, the woman is protected, and then our brains go click because we know who she's protected by. Who's another, one of the two major, major characters in that show. And this is a great example, not just of a turn, but of us, of us being part of the storytelling process. And it's so important. This is something that comes out in, um, the interview I've got with Seth Godin coming up next week. It's something that comes out that we need the, we need to leave enough gaps in our stories so that the 
the audience draws conclusions themselves. And when, of course, when, when someone draws a conclusion themselves, because we're not ramming it down their throats, it's that much more powerful because it's come from them, not from us. This is, um, I'm going to stop in a second, but I've mentioned before Wonderworks, which is a book by Angus Fletcher, which looks into the way that, that stories make us feel. And it looks into the kind of the different methods, the different inventions of literature and fiction. And it's based on a really interesting and different approach to looking at story. You know, story is, I mean, I, I, did, <laughs> I did English literature at O-level in the UK and A-level. And it's very much about interpretation. It's about what, are, what message is the, the author or the playwright or whatever. You know, what are they trying to get across? Whereas Fletcher and his, his research group, they're looking at story in a different way. They're looking at different things and thinking, how did it make me feel? What was the cognitive effect of this scene, this passage, this what have you? And it's based on the, he says it's based on the approach of the, um, sophist literary kind of the, the, the group that preceded the uh, rhetoricians in Greece, and then the philosophers. How does it make me feel? What is it actually doing? What's it doing in my brain? And it's such an interesting way to look at storytelling. And it's one of the reasons why it's so important that we read fiction and literature, because if your story is going to mean business, what do you want? You want the effects of excitement or enjoyment or comedy or fear, or anxiety, or tension, and what have you. And these are things, these are things that, that fiction authors are creating all the time. And if we look at a passage, or we look at a scene, even if it's just a tiny one, and analyze what happened, you know, if I look at the 72nd scene in Over the Mountains, it's so short, but we can see the, the nuts and bolts of how this effect was created, this kind of clicking effect and how the turn of the scene gives it its, its dramatic sort of, uh, structure. And this is, you know, this is breaking patterns, right? This is, this is, we, we think we see the pattern and then boom, we're wrong because the girl in the high school turns out to be the predator in Buffy, the vampire slayer and the woman police officer turns out to be the violent one, not the guy who just attacked someone early on in the episode. Anyway, the point is it's worth mining stories, whether it's fiction or TV or film or whatever, particularly when they're powerful for us, because we can, we can look at them. We can see what's going on, we can learn from what's going on, and then we get to use that in our stories, in our writing, in our copy, in, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. And, uh, this is how stories mean business. When we get people to feel things, if you want to dig deeper into what I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.